If you're enjoying this episode, check out Fearless Fridays with Marianne, the podcast to help you transform past pain into present power so that you can heal your inner child and reshape your future. I am your host, Marianne Rivera-Danert in Rochester, New York. My mission is to see women worldwide live a free, fearless, and fabulous life. Subscribe to Fearless Fridays with Marianne on the Jazzcast Pros Network, available right here on your favorite podcast player. And remember, you are a priority and you matter. Jazzcast Pros. In this episode of the Healthy Illness Podcast, I'm talking about mindfulness, mindlessness, and ways you can spot mindlessness in your life and why mindfulness may be a great opportunity for you to connect with the present moment, decrease stress, decrease issues related to mental health challenges. We have had a lot of conversations in this new season around mindfulness. That is the theme for the season. And I thought it would be great to kind of revisit what mindless activities look like in the brain and, you know, how to begin kind of shifting your mind into a, a present seeking mindful state. It sounds really out there maybe, but mindfulness is something attainable. If you experience stress, anxiety, pains in the body, chronic pain, just living, you know, adopting a mindfulness mindset can be truly beneficial. Welcome to Healthy Illness Podcast, a podcast helping you build healthier relationships while living with mental health conditions. I am your host, Kelly Marie, and this episode is all about identifying mindless behavior in your life and ways to begin practicing mindfulness. If you did a quick search on mindfulness and like mindfulness techniques, the name John Kabat-Zinn may pop up for you. So John Kabat-Zinn is like the mindfulness expert when it comes to mental health and well-being, when it comes to addressing chronic pain and anxiety, depression, and other mental health conditions. He really is you know, like the grandfather, I would say, of mindfulness being used in that way. Now, mindfulness has been around for thousands of years. We've talked about that with silent walking have you gone silent walking? Let me know. Put it in the comment. Send me an email. Like, subscribe, and share. Mindfulness is this opportunity to be present and what that means and, and doing it in a non-judgmental way. And there's two definitions I'm going to give you. One by John Kabat-Zinn. He defines mindfulness as the awareness that emerges through paying attention on purpose in the present moment and non-judgmentally to the unfolding of experience moment by moment. I think that's pretty cool. But there is, I think, a more user-friendly definition, and that could be found in the Dialectal Behavior Therapy Skills Workbook. I talked about that in a previous episode. It's one of the workbooks I use in my self-care practices. 
also called DBT. So DBT is kind of rooted in mindfulness. They define it as the ability to be aware of your thoughts, emotions, physical sensations, and actions in the present moment without judging or criticizing yourself, others, or your experience. And I think that is so important to include the or your experience piece because, first of all, it's a journey. This is not something you just wake up and are an expert at. It's not something that you don't have to work at. It it is a practice that always needs to be front of mind because the mind will wander. With that in mind, mindfulness really gives you that ability to detach yourself mm, from your experience so that you can see it for what it is. You know, we experience things and we pour into that experience our emotions, our previous experiences with people, with that person, life experience, stories we've heard from other people, instead of just seeing the experience for what it is in that moment. And there's a sense of, I would say, freedom and liberation that comes with being mindful because you're in this non-judgment zone. It's not about judging yourself or or being hard on yourself for thinking a certain way. It's understanding, hey, I thought a certain way. Is that something I choose to carry with me, leave behind, modify that thought? How can I change how I feel about that particular experience or thing? And so mindfulness gives us that opportunity to do that. I've shared with you that I finished my eight-week mindfulness-based stress reduction program, and that was founded by John Kabat-Zinn. But my program was delivered through Brown University and the University at Buffalo School of Nursing. They have a collaboration doing some research, and I was able to participate in the actual eight-week course to be able to incorporate mindfulness in my day-to-day life. And so I already had a mindfulness practice and, and incorporated mindfulness in loose ways throughout the day throughout my, you know, life experience coming from therapy and DBT and managing my mental health conditions. But this program is for any and everyone. One of the things that the DBT book, the Dialectical Behavior Therapy Skills Workbook does, it really to me succinctly gives you like all the benefits of mindfulness and, you know, review all of the research and and show you where they get all their information from. But I'm going to wrap it up and just say that research has really shown that mindfulness skills are effective at reducing the odds of having another major depressive episode. It's effective at reducing symptoms of anxiety, at reducing chronic pain, decreasing binge eating, increasing tolerance of distressing situations increasing relaxation and increasing skills to cope with difficult situations. You know, you don't have to have a diagnosis to experience depression, right? You don't have to have a diagnosis to experience some anxiety and anxiousness. You don't have to have a diagnosis to recognize that you have chronic pain, right? And so it's not so much about having a medical diagnosis. It is more about having the tools that you can use in order to cope with life. Life happens, right? And so how can we go about living in a way that allows us to decrease our stress and anxiety, right? Recognize what's happening. Like this is not about not recognizing or about ignoring life or ignoring situations. Very much the opposite. It's about diving in and experiencing that moment in that moment and giving 
space and time to that place that you're actually in right now. And so one of the things I thought that would be helpful today would be to talk about mindlessness. There's an episode on mindlessness. Check that one out. To give you some key examples of mindlessness, kind of like as a, a checklist, right? So when we think about mindlessness and like mindless behavior, what kind of comes to mind for you? When I think of mindlessness, I actually think like someone having like a, a mental health crisis, like they've lost their mind, they're in psychosis or something like that. Like I don't think of mindlessness as being, say, like on autopilot, but being on autopilot is a mindless endeavor or, or space to be in. Our brains can process so much information. You know, I talk about routine sometimes and how setting up a routine is, is good for the mind so it knows what to do at a certain time. At the same time, there can be so much routine that the brain in your mind, so like you, personality, you, and brain, physical organ working together in concert with each other, function on autopilot, allowing you to do other things. To put that in context, like what does autopilot look like? I'm going to give you a couple examples from the DBT workbook that I thought when I read them, I was like, oh, oh. So tell me if you had a oh moment when I give you these examples of mindlessness. So while driving or traveling, you don't remember the experience or which roads you took. Have you ever just ended up at home? How did you get there? Right. And not blanking out, but you don't have an active memory of your drive home. Um, while having a conversation, you suddenly realize that you don't know what the other person is talking about. I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of that because I started thinking about something else while that person's talking. Um, while having a conversation, you're already thinking about what you're going to say next before the other person has even stopped speaking. That's mindless behavior, right? You are you you are not focusing on the present moment. Those two conversations that I just mentioned, in practice, in mindfulness practice, you would be fully engaged, intently taking in and listening to what that person is saying, not listening to respond, right? But listening to listen, to gain an understanding, to to hear their perspective. Here's another one. While reading, you suddenly realize you've been thinking about something else and have no idea what you just read. I'm guilty of that. Like have turned the page and have continued to read the words, but I'm not absorbing the words, have no idea what I read. And I've had to go back and reread what I've read because I don't know what I just read. Here's another one. This will be the last one. While walking into a room, you suddenly forget what you came to get. I know I'm not the only one. You walk into the room. I've done this. I've walked, like, left one space in the house and go to another space telling myself, don't forget, when you get to the kitchen, grab the fill-in-the-blank thing, only to get down to the kitchen, get back upstairs, and I didn't remember the thing I went downstairs to go get in the first place. Autopilot, mindless behavior, just being in the action without actually being in the action. And so none of that stuff is dangerous, right? They're fairly, you know, 
I'll say using the words from the book, you know, they're fairly harmless situations. But when you are looking at how to decrease stress, how to better manage anxiety, how to build healthier relationships while living with a mental health condition. You you are looking at being a more mentally healthy person, a more physically healthy person, right? Having these episodes of mindlessness and having those instances of mindlessness really kind of take over your life and just running on autopilot lead to more stress, lead to more anxiety can lead to not being able to manage chronic pain, right? And so what can we do? If you're enjoying this episode, check out High Vibe Table Talks, where we start to remove mental barriers and take action now so you can achieve your someday desires. I'm your host, Mershawn Hargrave, and if you've ever heard that little voice inside to go after something, but the fear around the unknown felt too big, this is the podcast for you. Listen and subscribe to High Vibe Table Talks on the Jazzcast Pros Network with the podcast listener you're using right now, because it is high time you activated your high vibes. So in this episode, I wanted to be able to leave you with and walk you through mindfulness activity. And it will only take one minute. It is going to be experiencing a mindful minute. So what we're going to do is just spend one minute together in mindfulness. It means for one minute, I'm not going to speak. I'm going to turn on the timer And Jazz is not going to cut out the one minute. She's going to let it play. You are going to start to finish for that 60-second time. Be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of where you are. Be aware of what you see. Be aware of what you're doing. And so you can continue to do whatever it is you're doing. If you're driving, you're going to continue to drive and you're going to be mindful of the space that you're in. What street are you on? What color is the car in front of you? What license plate is the car in front of you? you know, how many cars are on the road? Now, I mean, now, don't start looking around and counting cars. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just being aware and mindful of the space you're in. So if it's rush hour traffic, right? Instead of focusing on the end result, I got to get to work. All this traffic is is setting my day up to not be successful. Instead of being there, just being in a space to notice that you're in rush hour traffic, the car to the left of you is a red something. The cars in front of you have different license plates, right? Focus on what's happening around you. If you're at work or you're at home, if you're in a quiet space, Like, what do you see? What do you hear? If you're inside, can you hear sounds that are outside? Can you hear your furnace cut on? Because it is that time of year. If you, well, and I mean, I guess depending upon where you live, it could still be the AC. So shout out to where whoever got AC right now turned on. Do you have fans going? Can you hear a refrigerator running? Are kids outside playing? Do you hear the neighborhood cats meowing? Because, well, I have neighborhood cats. But what do you hear? And so for one minute, you're just going to be mindful and going to ask you some quick questions after this minute is over. So are you ready? You have your directions. You're only taking this minute 
to be aware of the minute and your surroundings. That's it. Your minute starts right now. All right, there you go. The minute is up. What was that like for you? Did it seem to last forever? How many times have you been in the middle of doing something and you look up and an hour has passed or two hours have passed, 20 minutes have passed, right? 20 of those minutes. However, you experience that minute, fast or slow. I know for me, initially, Being in this mindful minute space, the minutes seemed to last forever, which got me to thinking, if this one minute can feel this long, how is it that an hour can pass by in the blink of an eye? That, I would say, is the difference between being mindful and being on autopilot or in this mindless space, not being actively engaged in something. And so we are often in this rush, 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 got to get, got to do, got to get, got to do space. And mindfulness really gives us the opportunity to just slow down and experience this moment, right, without judgment of ourselves, without judgment of anybody else, or without judging the experience, just being in it. One of the things I'm going to leave you with is an invitation to try this again. And this time, instead of setting the timer for one minute, I want you to just set the timer to run, to count. So it's more like a stopwatch versus a a timed situation. You can use your watch or, you know, just turn on the, use your phone and open up the clock timer and stopwatch. And you're going to gauge how long you think a minute is. So I'm going to read you the directions from the DBT skills workbook, but the whole point and goal of this activity is to focus on a single minute. So I'm taking this from page 95 of the DBT workbook. So you should really do this activity when you've got a moment to just chill and relax. So not driving, not, you know, in the middle of cooking dinner. You know, you just want to be in a place where you're undisturbed, no phone calls, no music, no TV. You're going to turn off any, you know, distracted noises, sounds, lights, that kind of thing. No, you do not have to turn off the lights. But if you have distracting lights, yes, you want to be in a space without a lot of a distraction. Without 
counting the seconds without looking at the time that's passing, just sit wherever you are in your comfortable space. And when you think that minute has passed, check the stopwatch or your timer and note how much time actually passed. That's it. That's a moment of mindfulness. Was it a minute? Was it 10 seconds? Was it three minutes? How long were you able to make it? And it's not even about how long you were able to make it. It's like when you think a minute has passed, check the time to see how much time has actually passed. And I'd love to know how it went for you. Again, this is a no judgment zone. It doesn't matter if 10 minutes passed. It doesn't matter if 10 seconds passed. It doesn't matter if you got it right on the second, you look down and it said 60 seconds. That's not the point. The point is to just experience what you think a minute is. That's it. Easy. Ah, just easy. I'd like to hear from you. I'd like to know how this is working for you. I will have a incredible guest on the next show. Marie Cannon is a woman that I've met in my nine to five work, but we shared some time together. She was on a panel with Coach Michelle from last episode, and she shared her mental health experience and what her mental health routine is like. And I just thought it would be great for you to hear from someone else who's just out here working and not necessarily, you know, in this kind of space that I'm in, talk about you know, prioritizing work and life and family and things and girlfriends and all of this stuff. So she'll be here next time. And we're going to spend some time talking about, you know, like her aha moment and, you know, how she began to develop her mental health practice. So that's next episode. Until then, I encourage you, as always, to be the light. If you are looking for resources, dial 211, or you can go to 211 in your browser on your phone or computer, laptop, tablet, etc., to get resources in your area. If you need someone to talk to, if you're in crisis, you know someone who's in crisis, please dial 988 or head to your nearest emergency room or if you know of what hospital has a psychiatric unit to head there. You are not alone. Okay. And no matter where you are on this journey, you are not alone. Others have walked this path as well. And um, hopefully you find that encouraging, even if you are, are in a dark space right now. And so healing is possible. It is a journey of one moment at a time. And hopefully this episode gave you a new tool to, to try out. And we'll dive more into mindfulness next time around. Until then, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for the DMs. Thank you for you being you. You know, let people know you're listening. Send it to your friends and family if you think they could benefit from it. Greetings, everyone. My name is Ra. Yes, I am the host of Father Torch. I would like to take this time to invite you in my discussions on very, very important topics of being a black and brown father in today's society. Being a parent, the other parent, we face trials and tribulations too. We have worries, we have feelings. Here at Father Torch, 
we promote the advocacy of being the dad you wish you had. Join me at fathertorch.com.